0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday with Wayne McCurry, who's a portfolio manager at FMB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Wayne, I noticed you sent out a tweet, if I'm allowed to call it that and still. It you said that you were quite pleased with European Union inflation and the next move in interest rates is down you've been calling this of, of course for quite a long time and hopefully the u.s federal reserve when they meet tonight or rather conclude their meeting tonight will agree with you
0: yeah look um, that the inflation number actually was quite good and they obviously kept rates hold, and it shows you that inflation is in fact slowing down and you certainly sincerely hope that that continues in other jurisdictions and other countries as well.
1: Yeah, one would think so. I mean, because of the globalization, even though the demise of globalization is, uh, is, 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 a, is a hot topic. And the fact is, we are all interlinked. And I, I don't see why that inflation shouldn't come down, especially with inflation in China, which exports so much, being so low. And uh, in terms of its PPI is actually negative.
0: Yeah. yeah, look, I mean, hopefully this carries on because we've seen quite a few uh, instances where inflation is slowing down. But I mean, the, the really critical one, I suppose, is uh, wages in the US. You know, that, that's still running quite strong and we get that data out on Friday. So Friday will be a very important uh, uh, test for what's happening to inflation.
1: Yes, it is. Of course, it's the first Friday of the new month as we approach the end of the year, which is extraordinary to me. I only just got used
0: to this. Yeah, year. It's, gone, it's gone quickly, yeah.
1: It really has. And we we, we 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 sound so old when we say that way. I mean, let's face it. Now, everyone, all old people say, "Oh, these years go by so quickly these days," and we 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 sound really but, silly. Yeah,
0: but but you know, you don't hmm. you don't you don't understand that until you do get old. Yeah, it's
1: true. Very
0: true. You know, like I, I can remember so many people saying to me, "I'm getting so annoyed." Ooh, last time I saw you, you were so little. You know, you was just a little guy. It used to annoy the hell out of me. But now, <laughs> when you see people, when you haven't seen people for for a while, I don't say it I intentionally. Don't intentionally don't say it. Mm. But it is actually very, very true. You know, you you do see someone. Uh, you do see somebody you haven't seen for a for a for a long time, that uh, they have just grown, and and you feel like saying it, but but um, yeah, I, I I intentionally don't say it.
1: I think where you and I, I mean, again, I don't want to talk about this too much because it's far too depressing. But uh, you and I are probably growing in the wrong uh, in the wrong areas.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, well, def, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm not growing, I'm not growing vertically anymore. That's for sure. No, definitely
1: not. <laughs> let's draw a veil over that. Now let's let's talk about other matters. And I wanted to ask your opinion on this. It's not a market thing. I was gonna talk a little bit a bit about Sabania Stillwater and Anglo American platinum and the Kruendal mine, but you know, it's Anglo American platinum saying no, it's over to you now, Neil Froneman. And the share prices have gone in different directions. But I also, I just wanted your opinion. And you've obviously spoken about it with other commentators and on television, and with Shapiro, uh, the Warrener situation. It's extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, the more I read about it, the more fantastic it is. I mean, I, I don't mean fantastic in a, in a good way, obviously. Yeah,
0: look, look. I mean, we've we've spoken about this on on a couple of occasions. And it just actually comes down to pure common sense. If someone is promising you something that's too good to be true, it's normally not true. So, you know, if you see if you if you hear about fantastic returns and people are killing it and making a fortune and you get that shoo, you know, FOMO feeling. That somehow you're missing out, somehow you're missing out on this fantastic opportunity. Just treat it with great circumspect. Yes. You know, huge circumspect. And if you do decide to go into it, don't go in with you know lock stock and barrel. You know, you you've 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 if if you decide to go into something that, that sounds a little bit risky. Now, now what's the definition of risky? First of all, anything that's not listed. Is, is more risky than anything that's listed because a company that's listed, of course it can fail, but there's a lot more uh, behind a listing and a publicly public company than some private scheme or some private fund. Okay. Remember old Jack Milne. He, he also got involved with all of that. Now the moment you're dealing with PTY limited companies and over the counter type of transactions, it doesn't go through an exchange or you're dealing with someone that's not part of a big financial institution that's been around for a long time, you must just be cautious. You know, you just got to say, well, but people are greedy. You know, they, 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 some people are either greedy or desperate or stupid. And they somehow feel that this can, or, or, well, I don't want to say that, or, or maybe also, also, also stupid, but, you <laughs> know, um, You've got to be cautious about this. And if you do decide to go into it, put 10% of your money into it. I mean, maybe it'll work out. I don't know. But don't put everything into it. And the moment you smell a rat, now smelling a rat's a couple of things. You know, when you all of a sudden get, you know, comments like, oh, we can't tell you what the underlying investments are because otherwise our competitors are going to do it or you don't get a statement or you, you, you get some other excuse and stuff like, like that. And if you only know this via an email or a web address, there's no physical building. You've never heard of them before. You've just got to be so cautious yeah, we know. What else can you say?
1: There's nothing else you can say apart from the – you could say, well, what are the returns that they are claiming to have made over the years? And you say, okay, let's have a look at the re- returns that Wayne McCurry's achieved over the years or whatever, at any large fund manager over the years, and have a look at the performance of the S&P or the MSCI or the JSC's All Share Index, or whatever it is, and you say, well, how on earth is yes. this person – doing this this is extraordinary this is a fanciful claim it's not right nobody can get 10 percent more than the best in the business can otherwise they would be the best in the business and we don't know who this fellow is he's a flash chap with a big mouth and unfortunately it's that's been shut up for a while i think
0: yeah look there. will will always be ponzi schemes ponzi schemes date back to charles ponzi probably the the yeah, well, even before that, if you think about essentially Ponzi schemes, although it wasn't directly, but the, the South Sea bubble, the tulip bubble, you know, these are all get-rich-quick schemes that aren't actually based on anything fundamental. Mm. So you, you've always got to be cautious about this. And you know that the worst thing is, some people, and and, and I really feel this, you know, some people truly are desperate and they've got to somehow get find a get rich quick scheme to save themselves. Mm. And they are the easiest targets. And we often, you know, in South Africa, not nearly to the same extent, but you, you often hear of these schemes or sort of like almost community based sort of schemes where someone you know, promises huge returns and pays out the first 20 or 30 investors. And then they tell a hundred people and those people tell a thousand people. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it's a classic Ponzi scheme, all of a sudden the whole thing collapses. And the overwhelming majority of these people are poor, desperate people that just get conned into this. I mean, a lot of people are just greedy. They, you know, they just want to make, make money. Um, but yeah, you've got to be so vigilant I mean, a, another classic example is that you, you're driving in your car and you come to a robot, and someone held, hands you a pamphlet saying this exclusive, unique investment opportunity. If it's so exclusive and unique, why are they handing out pamphlets at the robot? very <laughs> really true. Yes. You know. Yeah. You know, it, 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 that's not exactly exclusive, and and just be very cautious. And I'll come back to another classic example is bitcoin you know bitcoin crazy prices you know it went up from nothing to twenty thousand, then back to seven then up to 65 then back to 28 or 17 or wherever it went to i can't remember the prices yeah but you you never hear anyone talk about bitcoin when it's collapsing you only talk about when it's going to 65 and the next stop is 100 so a lot of people pile in right at the top Or, or, or just capitulate and sell right at the bottom. You know, the, there's only, and I didn't believe this when I was a youngster, and as you saw, we spoke earlier on about getting old. Mm -hmm. Um, but as I've got older, it's, it's truly the, the, maybe the only thing I really know about investments. And that is, you've got to diversify your portfolio and then related to that. Investments. Everyone thinks is about finding the winners. That's not the key to investments. The key to investments is avoiding disasters, and avoiding disasters. the, the only way you can truly do that is having a diversified portfolio. And diversification and a diversified portfolio is not sexy, but it is truly the only. It's the only free lunch in investment. It's the only thing you get for free. In, in investment. Yeah, and you've always a, said that. It's such an important tenant yes. in, in investing. You're never going to be top of the pile. But the people, I mean, I think back now, I've been in investments now, I don't know, 30 years, 35 years. And when I think of through the various stages, who were the darling people, the darling funds, the absolute investment gurus? And I hate that terminology because I don't think an investment guru exists. Or if they do exist, maybe there's 10 in the whole world. But... You know, that this person, or you've got to put your money with this person. Look at the performance. And your clients come and shout at you and complain, look what this guy's doing. Why is your fund so bad? I'm moving my money to this person's fund. They're not even around, man. I can't even remember their, their names going back over the decades because they, the, the star – shone very brightly but effectively all they were doing was following a particular trend or a particular sector in the market.
1: Well I do remember one that's not around anymore or or rather has has gone to ground and that was a Scottish chap who had a company on the JSC called Specialised Outsourcing. I remember that. Yes. And I remember that that share went shooting up because, again, fear of missing out. And everyone said, this guy's a genius and we've got to get yeah. into this, this company. And then it just it sank without trace and he disappeared.
0: Yeah. But look, I, I remember that. I can't remember the person's name either, but Dave King. You know, this whole, this whole, that's right. Yeah. This whole story about, you know, this person's found a holy grail. My mentor, a chap that I admire so enormously, in investments and I really cut my teeth under his uh, leadership and that was Rowan Hutchison. You know, he was he was a fantastic man and, uh, well, he is a fantastic man and he was a truly, truly exceptionally good investment person mm. and one of the greatest things he told me, because when I was young and I started working with him, you know, I was looking for this uh, the answer to investments and he said to me, there's no holy grail. It doesn't exist. You're trying to guess the future. And I remember that every time when I see, you know, some particular sector or some particular thing shooting the lights out, I just remember, there's no holy grail to this, to this game. This game is consistently buying Quality, you know, good quality companies, companies that have been around for a long time, having a diversified portfolio. And if you're not willing to manage it, and you can manage it, by the way, there's no particular massive skill set you need to manage assets. If you stick to diversification and good, solid, established companies that do well over time, you'll be as good as any investment manager. But if you don't want to do it, Stick with a reputable investment manager who's been around for donkey's years and with the company that's been around, people who have a reputation, people who've got a proper verifiable history. You'll be okay over time in investments because, you know, the funny thing is about investment, it's all psychological. You'll always hear about the winners. Oh, I only got 8% per year for the last four years, but someone else got 20 You never hear about the people who got minus 30 because they made an absolute mess. And they went for these get-rich-quick schemes and these new heroes. I mean, how many investment books have been written by investment gurus in a particular phase? Mm -hmm. They don't even exist anymore. They're not even around. I remember, when was this now? Um, Probably late 90s, early 2000s, there was this American investment guru who never wore shoes. He used to wear a suit and a tie, but he never wore shoes. And he wrote a few books. And I went to go and see a very important South African took me out to lunch. I won't mention who he is, but he wasn't an investment guy at all. Mm. And he was running a, a, a brokerage firm. And uh, he was a very influential guy, this very extremely well-known guy. And he said he's following this guy and what this guy says and his investment philosophy. Well, I don't know the end result exactly of what happened. But he was clearly cleaned out because this chap, you know, just you know, blew up in total. I mean, yeah, you know, and then mm-hmm. you've just got to be so that the only thing you must stick to religiously in investments is diversification now what that means exactly I can't really define but if you got more than 15% of your portfolio in either one share or one uh undiversified product or one idea it's too big.
1: Okay. So small percentages in, uh, across the board, different asset classes, different companies. And that is the key. There's no key to success, but it certainly gives you a, a chance of success. And also the things that yes. you said about, you know, have a look, how long has this bloke been in the business and what's the firm like that he's working for or she's working for? Yeah. And actually, you just described yourself. But anyway, let's get off this subject now, because I'm looking at my phone, Wayne, and your WhatsApp logo it used to be a dog I think it was your late dog, and you've got a new one now that changes yes. everything, Brown Labrador. But you've changed it to, to a Springbok logo. So I'm looking back now to the, the weekend at the Mount Grace Hotel in Michalisburg. Yes. You and a lot of other people, but notably the world's biggest rugby fan, your partner. Yeah. Uh, has, has she come down to earth yet?
0: Yes. Uh, look, there was proper rugby bocky burnout on Sunday there. You mean you were hungover? over? No, 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 no. Not, not at all. But, you know, for an old person to stay up till after midnight and shout and jump around and celebrate, you know, it takes it out of you, eh?
1: Oh, I tell you what. Mm.
0: So there was proper proper bookie burnout on, on Sunday. Mm. <laughs> no, look, it was fantastic, I must say. It was truly fantastic. It was a relatively small crowd. Now, when I say relatively small, maybe, I suppose it must have been I don't know, 150 people, 200 people. So it wasn't that That's a huge amount of people. Yeah. And they had like three different venues you could watch it in. And it was fantastic, I must say. It It was really nice. And the hotel in Mount Grace is still a great place. I mean, it's still a nice place to go to. The room was fantastic. The food was excellent.
1: Good. I'm so, glad. yeah, it, it,
0: it, 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 was a, it was a good outing.
1: I'm glad the Mount Grace, are just on a non sporting subject, I'm glad the Mount Grace is still there because didn't they uh, buy stuff more than they can chew and open the Grace in Rosebank? And I don't know what happened to that.
0: I don't know about that. I know that Mount Grace has been taken over by Protea Hotel, so ah, it's no longer yes. privately owned. But I don't know when that happened. That That I don't know.
1: Uh, it was when um, I was on um, what is now BDTV and I used to go up that road and they, they built a huge edifice of a building and it was called the Grace and it was the Mount Grace people and I think, I mean, I'm, I'm maybe talking out of turn, but I think that was their demise. They just went a little bit too far. But anyway, I'm glad the Mount Grace has retained its character and its name even though it's owned by the Protea Group. That's very good news.
0: Okay. Yeah, it it it, it was... it. Uh, it it, it was really a nice outing, I must say. It, it, it was fun and it was, for what we got with breakfast thrown in for two people, it was a reasonable price as well. So, yeah, it was lekker.
1: Very good. I'm pleased for you and uh, for the world's biggest. Wayne, thank you very much for your time this evening, as always. That was Wayne McCurry, who's a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment. And that was Wayne on Wednesday.